1: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50%
0: off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.
1: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Ooh, this episode. Shameless
1: sex Ooh, that's good.
0: Is with can you say their podcast name, that same voice? Good mom wait, good mom's bad choices. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I like who you started with like a normal good mom's good bad, bad choices. choices. <laughs> I want to say poor choices because I have a friend that uses that for every time they make a poor you choice. You do say
1: that a lot, like poor choices, but yeah. it's bad choices. Good moms, bad choices. it either works, really.
0: They're awesome women and
1: they're great moms. I adore them. And they like smoking the weed. They're so fun yeah. and very intelligent women. And they're part of our podcast network. And they're part of the Pleasure Podcast Network. They're a part of our family. Yeah. Yep. So we talk about all kinds of things from, you
0: know, smoking weed and having kids, dating and being single moms, all the things. They're wonderful human humans that like to encourage uh, moms, especially, but just everyone and, and women, but all humans how to be their most authentic self.
1: I encourage you to go to their website and look at their video that is on their homepage on their website. It is so hot, so sexy, and absolutely fantastic. And I feel like it embodies what they put out. Their creative outlet it embodies that. Like they're hanging uh, sexy lingerie, smoking, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just love it. So I'm not going to say anything else about it because I want people to go check it out. We need a cool video like that. We'll
0: never I be know. as cool as them. No, we we won't. We can be. strive to. They're we way never cooler will. than us. Yeah, they're way cooler than us. Whoever said moms aren't cool, they're they're wrong. Yeah, dog wrong. moms now. Dog moms are very nice. We're really we're <laughs> crazy. Actually, that's what, we're just batshit crazy. What, yeah, dog moms in their mid to late thirties who never had kids nuts <laughs> I would, yeah
1: i think i'm i'm in my last year of my 30s so i'm definitely in the late 30s you just entered your late 30s amy congratulations uh are yeah, 36, 36 now that's
0: true you're like yeah. trying to
1: you're like no i'm in my mid nope no
0: i'm mid to late mid to late i'm mid too late you're just late <laughs> fucking hell right? oh my god I'm jumping into 40 like what hey here we go all right we're in a tes- 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 testicle monio testicle <laughs> these are so fun I just recently started listening to your podcast and I was so inspired by Samaya's interview about sucking dick. Despite having sucked a lot of dicks, I've always struggled with swallowing cum because I'm terrified of throwing up. But this year I got into my first real relationship with a penis owner and I was having trouble explaining why I never wanted to swallow. Listening to Samaya's tips changed everything, especially when she said that swallowing cum was just something you had to try once. So I did. And it was absolutely no problem at all. Since then, I've been guzzling cum from my boyfriend left and right, and I love being able to take it all in. Thanks for being the encouragement a gal needs. I want to say as well, I
1: have become a a finally a cum guzzler,
0: as oh, they say.
2: Shit.
1: I wouldn't call myself a cum guzzler. However, I have now swallowed cum multiple times, receiving the encouragement that I needed as well from just wanting to try it once. So uh, how it, how thank you for this testimonial. This, this is badass. And Samayas. Is such a badass too. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I when I read first read this, I was like.
0: Did a guy write this and <laughs> to try to sell all the ladies on uh, becoming uh, cum guzzlers? Well, if,
1: if they did, no. that's
0: genius. And what I will say is, when I read this, I also got a little turned on. Um, I was like, oh, that's kind of sexy. This There's something association- about guzzling cum that doesn't sound sexy to me. But well, not that part. But with oh. me being able to take it all in, yes, that's that like that gets me. I'm like, oh, that is hot. Add that to your dirty talk. Box of goodness, your dirty talk box. um Yeah, thank you, listener. And I, I'm not going to doubt you. You are who you are, and I'm pretty sure that you have a vulva. I'm pretty sure I saw that, but I don't really know. Not your vulva, but I saw. <laughs> I I saw your your, your name, and that it might uh, be a vulva owning individual. Although I don't know. But at any rate, thank you. And go listen to Samaya's episode. It's um Master Mouth Class or Mouth Master Class. Not
1: Master. Master Class. She's amazing, and we have a yes. video on YouTube with her. Yes, we do. And she, her boobs are out in there. Fabulous. Oh, she's smoking the hookah. she's smoking that hookah there. She's fun. Are you ready for a sex question, Miss Amy? Yes, please. All right. I just met this super rad girl when on vacation in Brazil, and I am starting to think about what I should consider since we both live in the U.S., but in different states. I don't think I want to hold either of us down in a long-distance relationship, but I would love to continue talking to this person even if we can't be there physically with each other. What are your thoughts on a long-distance open relationship? Do they work? What would be needed to make it work? Ooh, I We've feel like, done an episode on this.
0: Yeah. Well, the long-distance relationship yeah. one? That was with... Um was that with Lola or was that with uh, Ida Mandel? Ida Mandel. I'm not Aida. I, I don't know if I'm not saying it right, but um, yes, and they were awesome. Uh, yes, we have done a whole episode on that. April's looking up right now as we speak. She is our Jamie. I don't know if Jamie still works for Joe Rogan, but we would be like, "Jamie, look it up," and he would have the info like real quick. Like
1: maybe um, I need a different month name when it's me looking when I'm the the Googler, the Googling. You're November. I'm November.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm Shameless. September. Oh yeah, Shameless. September. Yeah, we have. She she will find the episode. So, I feel like this is really common. People go abroad, they meet someone, it feels really good, and now they're going back home, and there's this idea of like, you know, what do we do now? April, just so you all know, went to India and Sri Lanka and on a beach in Sri Lanka on her birthday met her husband that, you know, I mean, they weren't married yet, but met someone that she later moved to, actually not that long later, like a month later, she came back to pure pleasure and was like, so I'm moving to Israel to be with this man. I was like, no, you're not. And then she did. And I was like, oh, and then she did. And then I went and visited her on birthright just to go see her. not that That's not the only reason why I did birthright. <laughs> um, and they were married for some lovely time and now they are no longer married and her ex-husband is a wonderful human. And so that... To me, because very rarely does this happen actually, where Mm. people meet abroad and then something real happens. Oftentimes there's like this magical, woo, it's all because we're in Brazil or Sri Lanka
1: and then you go and meet in the real world or like a burning man. (laughs) People meet a burning man. I met my current partner slash ex-partner slash current partner again slash... Uh, the situationship uh, at a wedding in the Caribbean on but vacation. He lives in Santa Cruz. He did yes, and, made it easier. That's and a you point.
0: already had heard about him through the grapevine, and, and I he had heard already slept with him. So there you go. So that was a side note. Yeah. Then. <laughs> so first of all, I don't want to I don't want to shatter anyone's dreams, and I just want to say that is to be mindful of that as we get back into the real world outside of vacation mode. Um, that things can be really different, and they could be really different in a beautiful way, and often they're different in like a, oh. Here's these other sides that I didn't get to
1: see in this space. Do you have the episode? So it's episode 147 How to Master Long Distance Relationship with Ada Mandelay. And or, it could be Ida, Ida but it's yeah. AIDA. So check out so episode 147. She and was awesome. We also touch on oh, they were awesome. a sex question on episode number 69. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is about squirting and female ejaculation. We answer a sex question also regarding long distance relationships. So that's episode 69 and 147, y'all. Perfect.
0: So for this, the questions that this person asked asks um what are your thoughts on a long distance open relationship do they work and what would be needed to make it work so with what i just said my thoughts are um you only have a little bit of time and i deleted this but i think that they said that they had three weeks with this person Oh, Um, and which is a good chunk of time especially if you're like sleeping together every night Mm -hmm. and spending all the time together um to to consider that when you go home My suggestion is don't put hard labels on it yet. Like we're in a relationship and it's open. Um, But still maybe continue like a courting dating phase from afar where you're still spending time getting to know each other, but from these different worlds now that you're at home and you're working or whatever it is that you do in your everyday life. Um, This is just my idea is because you don't really know what we'll be yet. So if you already decide we're going to be in a relationship, but it's going to be long distance and open, um, and then you get home and then you're like, wait, now, now you might have to break up, you know? So like still maybe keep it open to dating but from afar how do you do that um there's facetime video the ways to like to connect you know sex Zoom. toys with apps sex toys with bluetooth technology satisfier makes some great ones and you can really continue just that getting to know each other from afar you can go around your hometown and give tours with your phone and show like what this is my everyday life or this is my town this, or this is, is, my is my friend amy these are my friends yeah exactly totally this is my dog this is my house this is how messy i am be honest too like invite this, this is honesty. how ocd i am yeah, this is how clean I am. I'm April. My house feels dirty and everyone else walks in like your house is the cleanest house I've ever seen. Um, So that's my advice for that piece. Um, Do they work? Yes, they totally can. You're saying open relationships. So um, also as you're in this dating courting phase, maybe people can still go and date other people. Talk about it though. That's my other tip. It's like Don't Unless you're into Don't ask, don't tell But I would say Long distance relationships I think that's another thing That Ida or Ada says Is that communication Is a huge part of it It almost requires A lot more
1: And uh, there were a lot Of great tips About how to keep it spicy In a long distance relationship On that episode Which we don't need To go into But there were things Like sending them a massage Or sending them a care package Or like a sweater That has your scent on it Yeah Which I loved Or watching movies together Where you time At the same time And you watch the same movie And you're kind of Laughing and crying and eating popcorn together, but not in the same physical space. I think all of of those things, there's a lot of wonderful tools out there and we're in this digital age, so it's way easier to have a long distance relationship than when you were... Pre World War II, and had to write letters to each other. <laughs> and it took like a year for it to get yeah, there. And you're like, what and it happened? might get lost in the mail. And AKA, the notebook. Mad. Okay. <laughs> Watch that movie together. Where that'll make that you
0: cry. Letters? Well, yeah. and, and the other thing about do so do long distance open relationships work? I think they totally can, but often or and often there's a solid foundation. It's mm-hmm. not like a two to three week foundation. And now we're in this open relationship. We're totally cool being committed to each other, but like semi committed while we're dating other people. Maybe that's the case, though. That's possible. Everyone's different. Some people have. A lot of capacity. I would say it would work if you're both on the same page and you have that
1: capacity. But often there's already some sort of solid something, but not always. Uh, Well, the odds of being successful in an open, long-distance relationship can be in your favor if the communication is there, if the foundation is built. And it just depends on the humans involved yeah. in it. I know I don't have the capacity for that. That's why I did move to Israel. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I need to be that's physically far. with my person. And these I are just a
0: couple states apart. Yeah, yeah so you different. can make
1: trips regularly yeah. or to each other's uh, places of... of uh where they reside
0: and if you want to learn more about non-monogamy we just did an episode with dr jana on that we have if you look up non-monogamy on our website we have multiple episodes on that on how to navigate non-monogamy yeah. and, and dr jana has a whole course on it
1: you could also listen to a sexy erotica app together
0: Ooh, yeah from afar oh my mm-hmm. god and then you could do all kinds of like dipsy sexy phone sex and and skype sex and zoom sex yeah. um, FaceTime sex. Get all of it. Sex sex. Sex sex. sex. Baiton. XXX. Baiton in the corner. Yeah. Alright, anyways. So good luck to you. Oh by the way, the person that wrote this, um, I actually um, have met over the interwebs before. Oh. And just want to say, hello, thanks for writing in. You're awesome. <laughs> and I love the work that you noise. do. Noise. Yes, noise, noise. April says her frat boy, noise to you. Noise, noise. All right, anyway, so before we read a bio, we're going to talk to you about one of, like April said, oh, that's why you're saying that. Oh my God, I did not catch that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's smart and she's pretty, y'all, I'm telling you. <laughs> Shit. All right, so she was saying you all could listen to an erotic app together, and that might be Dipsy. <laughs> sorry i love you so much me slow today okay so um anyways so dipsy what is it It is an erotic audio app that's designed by women for women although i think people of all genders yeah orientations bits can listen to this so it's on your on your phone and you listen to this app and it has different stories every week and they are sexy erotic short stories everything from fucking your yoga
1: teacher to that dream threesome that you had they're really 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 hot And it's an app, so you can take it wherever you are, with whoever you are. My favorite piece is, yes, the erotica. I love their wellness sessions, and I cannot, everybody that listens to the show knows, I cannot fall asleep without either a bedtime story or some uh, background soundscapes, and Dipsy has the perfect amount of uh, options to help me relax and drift off to sleep. And for listeners of Shameless Sex, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. stories.com slash shameless. I love, love, love it. Are you ready for a bio? Yeah. If Oprah and Howard Stern had a baby, it would be good mom's bad choices. Meet Erica and Mila, two uncensored and outspoken sex and cannabis-positive parents who are redefining what modern motherhood looks like and breaking life's archaic stereotypes. Warning, this is not your everyday mommy podcast. In fact, this audio diary is not only for parents, but women who feel alone in their good and bad choices. From guests like social activist Sean King to porn star parents, every week, Good Moms delivers personal perspectives and voices that inspire and empower. Erica and Mila's sometimes bad choices keep this weekly podcast as entertaining and unpredictable as life itself. To learn more, visit goodmomsbadchoices.com or listen on your favorite podcast app. But first... Are
0: you someone who deals with stress, aches, or pain on a daily basis? Do you have trouble falling or staying asleep at night? Well, then it's time to try Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned company specializing in the perfect products to help you manage your sleep, stress, aches, and pains, all sustainably made and shipped directly from their farm to
1: your door. I'm personally a huge fan of Sunset Lake's Mint CBD Tincture with melatonin for my sleep issues. They use full-spectrum CBD packed with powerful, cannabinoids for a dreamy night of shut-eye. Plus, they have pre-rolls, delicious edibles, including gummies and yummy chocolate fudge, dark roast coffee infused with CBD, and I'm obsessed with the CBD and arnica salve for my body's aches and pains. And guess what, y'all? Right now, Sunset Lake CBD is offering our listeners 20% off your entire order when you go to sunsetlakecbd.com and enter code SHAMELESS at checkout. Just visit sunsetlakecbd.com and enter SHAMELESS At checkout to get 20% off the entire store. That link is in our episode description. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer owned, Vermont grown. All right, it's interview time. Guess what, everyone? We started this podcast uh, speaking
0: about the last time we did deep anal fisting. (laughs) And I was like, we should be recording right now. But then all of us were like, wait, have any of us ever been fisted? But someone. Not said, anally,
1: no. But where you have been fisted before? Only in the only in the vag- vaginal canal. The and by a small fisted human that was uh, a Volvo owner. Ah. when what? I was twenty. What did you think of it? I didn't know that it was. It was fun. You didn't know there was a fist in there. I missed the dick. Huh? <laughs> I missed the dick though. No, you missed the dick.
0: A <laughs> hey, fist
3: is. Uh, it's a pretty good size. I was going to say. Uh, we actually wow. did a podcast. This- yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the visual lot. of a small fisted human.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Like, well, yeah, I was like, don't Small, go in though, a little,
0: like a little person. Okay. Yeah, what are, we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I know everyone's like, oh, I want to. So this episode is not about vaginal or anal fisting. We were just talking about that before. um You know, we like to just have a little fun, spicy conversations. We are here with Erica and Mila. I said that correctly. Yay, I did it! From Good Moms Bad Choices. Uh, I always want to say poor choices, but Good Moms Bad Choices a podcast that's in our network and really. Awesome podcast, and we're super excited to have you two here. Um, this video may or may not be on YouTube, so you all can go check it out if you want to see their beautiful faces, but go check out their website because they have a really hot video there of them smoking weed and (laughs) hanging out with a lingerie. so, So welcome Mila and Erica to our show. Thank you. Thank you. Hi ladies. What's up, ladies? hi Hi. yeah we're super happy to have you here and so we are going to have just a fun playful conversation all about sex and all the things but let's start with just a little bit about your story tell our listeners about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality and starting a podcast and being moms who like to smoke weed and have a lot of hot sex like what what's how
3: did you get here (sighs) Ah, <sighs> good question. <laughs> um, I started when I was 12 years old and I smoked weed for the first time. <laughs> there you go. Then I had sex. No, um, I think me and Mila, me and Mila uh, started this podcast I don't want to say it was an accident because I did ask her to start a podcast with me but I didn't we didn't we had no idea like kind of the journey that we were about to embark on and I think you know we both became moms around the same time both of our kids are six years old and uh I had just had I had I had my baby. I like didn't have any friends that had kids, and I was going through postpartum depression. I didn't really know that at the time, um, but one of our friends had posted a picture of Mila on Instagram. I saw that she had a kid. I was pissed. I was like, "What the fuck, bitch! You know I'm like alone in motherhood. You have a friend with a kid. You've been hiding her." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh my god! Well, like we're actually going to go out tonight. You can come meet us. We're going to this bar." And I was like say less. So I dropped my like four month baby off to my mom. It's like the first time I went out, went to the bar, maybe like had a drink. And then literally I was really there to just find Jamila because I didn't have a lot of time because I was breastfeeding at the time and also being judged by my mom for dropping my baby off to go to a bar. Um, Went to the bar, found her, said we need to set up a play date. We set up the play date. She was kind of like, I guess also kind of looking for some mom friends. Um, and we had the play date. We hung out a few times. At that time, I started kind of listening to podcasts, mostly murder mystery podcasts. Um, and I started searching podcasts about like, sing. Uh, actually it was just about, wait, okay. I skipped a whole, I whole skipped a whole <laughs> section. At some, point, at some point, I broke up with my ex and became a single parent. Um, and I started, you know, kind of going on dates, going on Tinder dates. I met a married couple. I told Jamila that, like, I had started seeing this married couple, and she was like, what? She didn't really know that I was, like, you know, with the shits. Um, because all of our hangouts had been, like, kind of surface and, like, just with our kids and shit. And we were just kind of both pretending that we were, like, okay. You know, like, I'm so happy. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Um, But at some point I broke up with him and I told her that I was dating a married couple and that also maybe she wanted to start a podcast because I looked him up and there was none about single parenting. There was none really about single black motherhood. Everyone was very married and just, or very white. And I just felt like there was... I had nothing there that I could relate to. Um, And she was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it.
2: First of all, I was like, what's a podcast? Uh, Is it like a radio show? (laughs) She was like, yeah. (laughs) And then I told her, I was like, well, it just depends. Are you going to are you going to tell the story about your couple you know and um i'm very honest i don't really know any other way to be and she said i, I can't lose my job so yeah and so i think we kind of made this like <laughs> unconscious decision to be free in who we were and publicly and i mean at that time it didn't seem like this big uh decision or rebellion rebellion towards the system but um I guess we didn't really expect many I guess we weren't really thinking about the bigger picture how many people could find us how many people would be listening I think we were both in need of something at that time and I was like sure like I I wasn't with my I had broken with my daughter's father a little bit before her and just kind of open to to having new friends and trying something different and at that time I was like sure thing I'll sign up for whatever you ask me to because I need friends <laughs> and then we started and it's, just, it's kind of been a journey since then and now it seems like this huge rebellion because I guess it's it's not traditional for you know for women or moms to talk about sex so explicitly and publicly because of course we only have sex behind closed doors in secret <laughs> don't be proud of it don't talk about it but I think uh, you only have kids because you had sex but you know whatever <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: well also it's funny that you mentioned like all the mom
1: podcasts out there i think erica said are like oh i'm so happy and i'm a mom and it's like no the real story is a lot of moms that i know are like fuck this is so hard i've thought about like strangling my child is that normal and i'm like (laughs) i don't know i'm not a mom but i would imagine i would fucking feel the same way hence the reason y'all love cannabis as well and you throw (laughs) cannabis i'm sure that helps mellow out sometimes the craziness of having young children children or a child because I, I i mean i know what cannabis does to me i mean i basically can't i can't I, I, into couch you know <laughs> is a thing and i'm like i can't get up so how it, how did cannabis come in and being like open about being moms and and w- in the cannabis world and loving that because you have a joint hanging out of your mouth in your video that i love <laughs> and like you have the the gloves on the kitchen gloves with like the joint i was like oh For i love them fisting. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> right
3: well, I've been, okay, so me, both me and Mila grew up in LA. So I will say that, you know, I think living here has made cannabis a lot less scary for, for us. Um, obviously it hasn't always been legal. Like, yes, I've had to hide my smoking, you know, as a you know teenager or young adult, but um, I've always been pretty open about my cannabis use, you know, much to my mother's, you know, not, she didn't love that part. Um, but- I I think when we had kids that's you know where for me even when I was pregnant I really I- my journey in this space is that like, I was almost that mom that basically like was going to be by the book and probably just like never, like I literally felt like I was like a little bit wild before I had my daughter and then I got pregnant and I got totally scared and I was like, oh my God, I have to be this way. I, I, there's no more smoking. I'm not going to be partying with my friends. Like it's time to just like get my life together or get my shit together. Right. Like I have a kid. Um, but so during my pregnancy, I, I did not, you know, smoke at all. And, uh, I was actually, I, I, after I had her, I, I kind of wondered if I'd ever like smoke again. I, Cause I was like, do mom smoke weed? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that we have to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like I am not a good person if I don't smoke weed. Honestly, cannabis has made me a better I think a mother, a better person overall, a better parent. I can play for barb with Barbies for like forty five minutes straight. <laughs> I, you know, also there's a, a ritual in cannabis that I love too. Aside from it, you know, being great a great stress reliever, um, I just love the act of rolling a joint. I love, I love the way it's the smoke comes out of my mouth. You know, like it's it's like. It's beautiful to me. And I knew that, like, actually, when I met Jamila, she really kind of really helped me understand how I would talk about cannabis with my daughter. Which, when we talk about cannabis, which we don't hide the fact that we smoke from our kids, we really talk about it as a flower because that's what it is.
2: I, I, and, and, yeah, I, I never. I, I've always been a, a little wild. Um, I never, I knew I had, I, I felt like there was aspects of me that had to change when I became a mom because that's what the world teaches you. However, weed was never one of them. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think, I, I really didn't think about that. I smoked cannabis during my pregnancy. I smoked while I breastfed. I still smoke. My daughter knows I smoke. Um, when I I had a my daughter's father and I were on the same page with that um, he wasn't he supported me in that so I didn't really I really didn't question it and um, it felt comfortable and instinctual for me and bef- before I even ever got pregnant I met a family and they were super Rasta but I remember he got in the car one day with all his young children and he's like look at the flower daddy daddy uh, f- like grew and they all passed it around and smelled it and I was like oh that's perfect I was like duh that makes so much more sense and I was probably like 20 when I saw that, but it stuck with me. And so I carried that into my pregnancy and, um, and, and people talk shit, of course, you know, but I I was really, uh, I had made the decision and I was okay with that decision and felt comfortable with it innately. And so I kind of led with that. And when I met Erica, she wasn't really smoking in front of Irie. I mean, they were also like three. Um, but I think I indoctrined her into my, into my sentiments on cannabis and having kids and being a mom. And I feel like sometimes if you just kind of like stand your ground and you, people kind of leave you alone because I'm, I'm the mother. What? So, okay. So, how do you
0: talk to your kids about this then? So, you have six year olds. You're, oh, you're outspoken with us. Um, this is the, the flower that I smoke. And then, my other question would be also about sex, too. Do you, like, what are those conversations like with your, with your young people? I
2: mean, we don't talk about sex because they're six, but um, we definitely talk about our body parts. We definitely talk about your vagina. Hey, has anyone touched your vagina lately? No, no, actually. Okay. How was your day at school? <laughs> would you eat for lunch? Um, you know, just being comfortable and identifying our body parts. And, you know, just honest about shit that is, you're gonna discover as you get older, as you're five or as you're six, as you're seven, you might discover that your vagina feels good, you know, and that's ter- perfectly normal. You're discovering your body and how it feels, just like how you're discovering if something hurts your feelings or if you're getting angry or frustrated. There's no, like, there's, uh, if we just kind of parent in a way that's honest and with age appropriateness. And I think that's where, it differs a lot from our parents. It wasn't anything we talked about. Masturbation wasn't anything we talked about. It definitely wasn't like normalized. And so as things come up, we're going to deal with them in an honest manner that's like age appropriate. And we're not encouraging our kids to have sex and we're not talking to them about our sex lives per se. But, you know, it's just about normalizing taking a mirror to your vagina. This is your these are this is your labia. This is your clitoris. This is you know, this is what we got and it's we shouldn't wait till we're 20 or 25 or 30 to identify what that what those feelings feels like, that it's for pleasure or what 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 they are, you know. Calling it your no-no uh, oh, yeah. when people call it your no-no. I'm like, why? It should be your called a yes. No? I've never heard that. I've never like, heard your that.
1: What oh fuck? my god. I think I'm sorry mom, I'm going to call you out. But oh, no, sorry, I was like mom. that's your no-no. And no. I started masturbating when I was five, not because I knew what was happening, obviously, but I definitely was like, that feels good to touch my no, no, I'm going to give that a yes. <laughs> yes. It, right. And I, yes. And, and that's something that I've taken away w- with, with my my friends that have children that have talked about their body parts right instead of being like oh we don't we don't talk about it. it doesn't exist or I remember taking a bath with my brother and poking at his you know his peen I call it a peen when I was like five and like what's that my mom's like all right maybe I shouldn't take a bath together anymore but I was like why it's <laughs> getting hard when you tell yeah, me
0: like, it, it wasn't yeah.
1: sexual though I was curious because I didn't have one of those so yeah. to me it was like so I love when parents do incorporate and there is research behind and talking to your children about their their bits and what their parts are and what they can do not necessarily about sex at all but when they're 6 they they're like what are you talking about uh but like being like that's your zone that could give you pleasure and that's maybe where babies come out of maybe if
3: you want that so yeah. i respect that that's cool I'm a, i my daughter always calls her vagina vagina like and and i get really like it's weird i get like very excited when she says that because i feel like yes like i'm like the work is showing up. Like, you know, like she's like, I'm changing, I'm breaking generational curses. Like, and I'm, and I, it's like, I, this is my, I'm witnessing it right here because she doesn't have any shame in calling it that. There's absolutely no shame. That's just what it's called. And that's what she knows it's called. You know, like I'm sure if she's at school and someone's, I mean, maybe she's, I don't know, but I just know that wherever she goes and if she has an issue or she has something, if she has something to address with with her body, she knows the correct terms of what they're called breasts, vagina, cl- clitoris, labia, all of them. Like, I've definitely held a mirror a few times up to my daughter already. And she was just like, What are we doing? And I was like, This is what we're doing. And she didn't, I mean, and she was cool about it. And even yesterday, she asked me something about her vagina. So I'm just excited. I'm just happy that I'm creating healthy conversations already at six because it's, it's an, that's what I think parents need to understand is that it's not one conversation. It's an ongoing conversation. It's a forever conversation. At least I hope it is. Like I hope that my daughter will always feel comfortable with me to share those parts of herself and talking to me and asking me questions about sexuality and sex.
1: Sounds like y'all should be called great moms, yeah. bad choices, because <laughs> it sounds like y'all have it dialed in. And, um, I don't, I, I don't know about all the bad choices, quote unquote, but it sounds like, uh, smoking cannabis is a good choice for everyone choice. It, yeah. It's better. It beats the hell out of alcohol. I mean, you don't really see a lot of bar brawls when there's a bunch of people smoking weed, right? They're like, most no, of my
3: bad choices, have, most of my actual bad choices have happened with alcohol. Mo, like yeah. no bad choices with <laughs> true. weed. <It's> true. True. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) So question about, okay, so I don't know your relationship status. And I know that it says like single as fuck. Single. (laughs) All right. And Jamila, Same, same, same. All right. No, nah, we should. Yeah, we should all go out when we're Simple down in L.A. Um, <laughs> so wh- how is that navigating? So you're, you have a podcast that has some sex involved in it. We get asked this question all the time. I don't want to turn the tables, but I want to know what your experience is. So having um, your, you know, your kids in, in your life in and in a piece of the podcast and then uh, navigating your dating life through podcasting and, and these experiences. Can you talk like about more
2: about that? Uh, do you mean like dating and and having a sex podcast? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> kind being of, of, single moms. and being single moms because yeah. those are like three very layered things that are interesting to yeah, talk about. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it, when you podcast so often, I, I, you guys know, like it's hard to not date someone and tell them that's what you do. It's such a big, like, it's such it's, it consumes so much of your life. So, I mean, I've definitely had opinions. Um, I try to avoid telling people for like at least a little while because I want you to like make your own decision about me before you hear all my business. Even though I told all my business on the internet, um, I think we both have realized that it's going to continue continue to be an obstacle because it's not something that people are used to, especially for women. You know, men are so privileged, <laughs> so I think that you have to really get a special man to. Un- and also, men don't talk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean they do but like they do now I guess there's men with podcasts there's not a ma- there's not a lot of male po- sex podcasts you know what I mean like even in that space there's few like shout out to harder, sh- soft. A harder soft podcast but I for me like uh, it's a curse
2: <laughs> relax <laughs>
3: Not a curse per se, but like <laughs> I've really, I've really considered if podcasting is like going to like inhibit me from finding my yeah. husband. Um but so outspoken Aww, and they, I'm, people but, have a problem with it or? No, there's no awe. It's actually like I've, this is a conscious choice that I make and I take and I love what I do and that's just, it is what it is. And like whoever's going to be right for me is going to accept that. But I, I do find that either sometimes when I date men ask me, are you going to talk about this on the podcast? Totally. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You're not even important. Okay. Um and maybe I will now. This was a terrible date. Can't wait to tell everyone. I'm gonna give them your social security number. Be yeah. careful. Okay? Or I'm bad. Um I've also there's been a learning curve too. I have overshared on the podcast and like had to learn like people's boundaries and like, you know, what's not my fucking business to share. I think that uh I, I like Mila said, I usually try to wait to before I tell people that I have a podcast, but it is such a huge part of my life and it's something I'm really proud of. Um that i inevitably share and I, but I do, I think it's important for, for people to get their own percept perception of you first because going on and although I don't know when you read, I, that's who I am though. Like you go to the podcast, it's still who the fuck I am. You're going to you hate, hate like, it or you're
2: going to love it. So it's you got to,
3: better, you should choose. It's a good screening process. Yeah. yeah. And, and then as far as the navigating with kids and dating, I mean, you know, some people want to date moms, some people don't want to date moms, you know, and I think I've, I've encountered that. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm my daughter's, I've had like one boyfriend since my, my longest relationship. She's met a few people that I've dated, um, as friends and stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm so not an expert in this dating space at all. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm figuring it out as I go along. I'm at this moment right now. I'm, I feel like I'm in a place of like, in very much intentionally dating people. I've, I've, I've been like, a hoe and then I've been like you know celibate mm-hmm. <laughs> abstaining from sex and right now I'm dating with intention and so um I are, are you guys both
1: single too? I'm not I'm, it's complicated April's with my it's situation it's like situationship yeah. So it, that's what I call it. He gets very upset when I say that. Oh, the situation. <laughs> the situation ship. So uh, it's yeah. And he has kids three kids and it, it it has been complicated before just because his one of his his daughter is um, youngest is in high school and having a sex podcast when we started dating. She was 11 and her mom came into the room and she was listening to my podcast on um, blowjobs how to suck yeah. dick like a champ. Yeah, it was yeah. called that yeah. Yeah. and <gasps> the mom came in and she she like closed it and she's like, What are you doing? And she's like, Nothing. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And what? so I got, <laughs> and then her dad goes, Well, at least she's trying to get resourced and learn and not going out there and looking at porn. I was like, Nice. I like Wait, that. wait, wait. Her mom was listening to your podcast or she? Oh, no, the daughter. Oh, yeah, the daughter, daughter was. Yeah. And the mom came in oh while she was on God. the computer. And so, yeah. So it's been interesting for me. And I've also made mistakes and overshared, not about myself, because I feel like that's me. I can do that. but about other other people or um or him sometimes and he's been really supportive but i'm a little bit terrified to be in the dating world i come from the sex toy industry as amy does as well so when you throw a sex podcast on top of a bunch of sex toys and lube what do you get i don't know if that math equation can be solved but <laughs> that's someone really cool yeah. it is. <laughs> okay time for a quick break this podcast
0: was made possible by UberLoop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried UberLoop, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew Lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uber Lube to their patients,
1: whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uber Lube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code shamelesssex for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code shamelesssex for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com.
0: OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been
1: changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O-face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show.
0: Well, not everyone's going to be looking for that or prepared for that. And I think some people are private people, which are probably not the people we should be dating. And we, on our podcast, at least we don't use people's names. We say, sometimes we'll say, we say my partner, but we wouldn't say our partner's names we don't, or we say an, I have an ex who, but we never use their names before. If people know our partners, they know who we're talking about. So I guess it's not that private in that case. And <laughs> for me, my, um, I actually met my partner through, uh, fanboy. He, he was a fanboy, really. and I'd already listened to a lot of episodes listening to our a podcast to try to yeah he's was a fanboy a fan man I should say is you know yeah, in early in my 40s. age yeah and he also has three kids and he was listening to the podcast to try to help his 20 year relationship that was not going so hot and um so he was actually trying to get some tips to you know bring home and well uh that didn't work and so I he brought met, you and, home <laughs> yeah I brought yeah. Him. so then I met him after the separation uh in a yoga studio and he was like shameless sex and I was like is it the hair or and he's like no it's the voice I listen to your podcast and we didn't hit it off right then it was like a month later they sent me a, you know he slid into my facebook dms um, and it was like hey and he has this profile pictures of like three kids i was like who the fuck is this person <laughs> and i was like looking at his profile and there's a as a woman in there and kids are like he's either in an open marriage or he's recently separated or he's like, real dumb or, or, <laughs> we're gonna figure it out the and then he starts flirting and saying things like your sultry voice in the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, you're hitting on me right now." He's like, "Oh, is it that bad?" I was like, no, "No, no, it's cool." And and then we went on a date and all the things. Anyways, so he here's one of the thing the the bonuses. He already knew all the things I was into, and he already knew I was weird as fuck, and so that was awesome because I was like. It's already all out there. I have really
1: nothing to hide, and you actually kind of know about my daddy issues. Yeah, one and of my of one like. of my partners, coworkers said the other day. I've never met April, but I know she loves anal. And he was like, "Uh, you don't okay. even, yeah, you don't like, even need that's to." Awkward. It's yeah, fun. at least you know that about anal April. So yes, I don't
0: know. I'm, I find it kind of a blessing, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who would not be down to date me or any of us podcasters that are out there. And I have found well, fuck those people. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
3: fuck I, you guys. I've had a traumatizing experience. With a man, with a fan man, so I just like oh, like hear, a stalker. What happened? No, not a stalker. Just a
2: fucking. I got like
3: catfished. Essentially, he, was not, he uh-huh. actually did have
2: a, like, a a family and a wife, and didn't think that she would Google him, and she didn't, but somebody else did, and. <laughs> <laughs> And lo and behold, he had like a full blown wife and child, and had like hung out with us, like drove to a different city, lied to come so was meet like, yeah, me. My, yeah. my baby yeah. mama, like, left
3: me. I'm a single dad now because he said he was a single dad. Like, he said he was, I was on FaceTime with his son. I was, just, it was, it was just a lot. So that's why I, when I hear this when I hear a success story it makes me happy it makes me okay. like okay maybe <laughs> yeah. I don't maybe I don't have to be so terrified to like date someone who has listened to the podcast or, yeah. or at least give him a chance. Do you Did kinda their, made it their sound their great. research? That's kind of Do you I know yeah. cuz you know, I felt, yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt like doing the research was like manipulative. Yeah. I was like, "Oh no, now he knows how to tap into me."
0: Yeah, could <laughs> be. Yeah, the use for mind control. I, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's actually what's happening. How long I mean, have you guys been dating? <laughs> We've been dating for almost two years, and granted, it has its own ups and downs. You know, he has, also has three kids and was in a long-term relationship for, like, half of his life. So we have our own couples therapist, everyone. It's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time, but um, he's a really, really wonderful person. He's a really, like, amazing stand-up person, and um, if he is doing mind control, it's, it's working, and, you know, the sex is great. So, yeah, it's fabulous. Uh, but yeah, one thing I will say too, though, is like the filtering around kids, like April was saying on the podcast. You, so you all talk about your kids on the podcast, and um, you're open, or mothering more. Mothering. You talk about your mothering
1: experience. You don't like talk
0: about like your kids' personal no. lives. Do you like as no. you keep. It? I mean, your kids are six, so they're not going to like hear that until maybe in like ten years. They're like mom, but you're, their parents you might. When you're
1: dropping off at school, like
0: hey, yeah. <laughs>
1: I heard that
2: I I, I ran into a mom at school and she was and they like said something to me and I was like don't tell anyone (laughs) don't tell anyone I have that podcast because it's it is like now I'm beginning to we're getting into that age where I'm realizing like the internet is so fucking accessible and soon they'll be able to read and type and shit and like oh no but we don't really talk about them per se more it's our experience mothering them but as we like continue i'm realizing like we do have to be really mindful of what we say because i would hate like five years from now she's in fucking therapy because my mom talked about me you know whatever on the podcast when i was six so i'm just i I, we try it's so funny that you have said this because i literally had this thought today i literally
3: was driving and i was like huh my daughter's at the age where like i probably need to like really need to start um practicing a lot more consent even in my workspace with her like there's like even like picture I'll ask her if I can post a picture of her on Instagram because she really fully knows what the fuck it is like she's she knows like how to like she's good at technology um but I think yeah I think we are Mila at an age too now where it's like where they are at an age where we it's like we don't really talk about them like that much on the podcast anyway but something that I have to be more con- I need to be Aware of, I guess I would say, um, I think that's, I think that's in any like public space, especially when you're dealing with kids, because yeah, I don't, I don't want my daughter to go back and, you know, look back at me in 2019 talking about, you know, too many details of you know her personal life, but sharing certain things, I know is really more about my, our mothering than the details of our kids' lives.
1: Well, part of your whole process is I think from what I, I received from your podcast is empowering not only single moms, but moms that feel like maybe, uh, or even people that aren't moms, right. But empowering them to, to, to live, um, authentically and maybe hide from the shame is, is what I get from it. If you love smoking weed or, or you're, you know, maybe you had some weird dating experiences and and you have over 180 episodes to listen to. So there's, various topics that cover a bunch of different things. So my next question is, which thank you, thank you for the work you're doing. I think it's really important. And, um, I think, hopefully when your children get to the age where they are able to listen to podcasts, they can be proud of both of you. And that's what I take it back and, and take away from is uh, what I'm doing, it's it's hard sometimes and it can be considered taboo and what Amy and I are doing together. But I can also, I can hold my head up high and be like, I feel like I am helping people. And that's really what we want to do. We want to change the, the traditions, the conditioning of the normal moms or the normal single moms or um, the dating world and, and not being able to date people in um the sex toy industry, the sex or the uh, adult facet where um we weed- smoking weed in front of your kids is bad because it's a drug, but come on, it's not. It's it's, it's a medicinal. Flower. So my <laughs> my next question is how if you have any tips for how to encourage moms, especially to be their most authentic selves, like what would you say to those those people out there?
2: I mean you guys you have to really Stop listening to other people's opinion about what you already know and what you do. You know, some, you're the mama bear now, so fuck all the extra the extra opinions. And then that comes from your mother-in-law, your own mom. Like, sometimes you got to double down on what is you and really pick through the shame and the judgment and people's expectation of you to figure out what that is. And if you don't, you'll just be... A lot of opinions, and everybody knows everybody has those. So it's just, I think, just really listening to your own voice and shutting out the voice of other people's. I agree.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's like I agree with that. I was like, I don't, think, I don't think I have much to add to that. I think, yeah, I think that talk to your kids. Stop, like, I think that a lot of people, like, feel like there's certain conversations that can't be had with children, but we have to start having conversations with our kids and asking them how they feel, what makes them happy, what if, you know, like, I just face the conversations face the music do all the thing all the things that didn't work for you really do that shit really change that shit because i think it becomes you get comfortable you get comfortable you know repeating the patterns that you've experienced um you convince yourself that oh yeah well you know what this is normal it's fine they'll be they'll be fine i turned out fine and it's like we want our kids to turn out fucking better than fine we want them to be incredible humans i mean this world is going to shit we need we need soldiers. <laughs> yeah
0: fuck yeah a hundred percent yeah yeah and I think a lot of that's I mean that's our, the platform of our podcast too is very much like make, make your own rules with, you know abiding my consent of course but for your lives but I and I think it's probably a little easier as like single people or people without kids and then when you have kids I think a lot of people get in these roles not even just moms I'm talking about parents in general they get in these roles like the mom role or the dad role so I guess the question for you all is what do you what do you think if people feel Do you, okay how how can people be more authentic when they if they're feeling like they need to be kind of split like okay right now I'm mom and now I'm like the free single wild one who's dating couples and which you're not doing you're not doing the split right you're your whole self but a lot of people do the split so what is your advice for those people if they want to like be able to be more of themselves or they have shame about expressing that part of themselves
2: <sighs> um, I think I think it's a process, right? Like I don't think you're gonna even us. Like we're talking a lot of shit on the internet about threesomes and like things that people normally wouldn't uh, talk about, even to their closest friends. Um, and we and we still get in our head. and I'm still like, "Fuck, did I say too much?" Oh no, I'm never gonna be able to marry that senator if he comes along. You know, like we still battle with things like that. But it's just like a slow process of not giving a fuck and claiming your own space and claiming who you are and, and getting comfortable in that and like that's daily work. It's not like one day you're going to be like fuck it you know and, and sometimes it's that simple you have to make a choice but it's a conscious choice every day to choose yourself and like I always I always tell people because when the, mo- the motherhood thing comes in about like integrating the motherhood and like the sex or all the other aspects of ourselves it's just that who would i be if my child only saw like 40% of me you know and obviously i'm an adult i'm going to do adult things outside of her and maybe when i drop her off on the weekends to her dad it is time for me to get crazy because i only have until monday at noon but it's but it's also it's just it's 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 to me about I want to be my full self and to be my full happy self, I have to do some wild shits every other blue moon because that's just who the fuck I am. And if I don't go to Palm Springs with my best friend and, you know, take a Tesla by the pool, I, I, I maybe, you know, that's going to hold me off for three months, but it's just, my child is going to see the most authentic version of me and hopefully be empowered to be the most authentic version of herself. I, I, I saw my mom be a very small percentage of herself in her marriage for a very long time. And I, I think that, that hurt me more than anything that hurt her, you know, not being herself. And so I really, I, I lean in on that, especially as a mom, because I, I think it's important that your, your child see you happy, whatever the fuck that means to you.
3: I also think that Um, you just, it's, it's not, I guess it's not so much about the separation and the double lives or whatever, but I think you like, you don't also have to share everything that you do with everyone because, because everyone is going to have an opinion, you know? And I don't know. I just feel like they're obviously first make sure you're being yourself and authentically yourself, you know, trying to, you know, it's like Jamila said, it's a process, but then also even when you do that, I for me, like people, even when you're in the best space of your life and you've surrounded yourself with your people, right? People still have opinions. Even your people have opinions.
2: Even the people who know you who, know? The, who you are.
3: Everyone, because people are different and we're all like having this different experience. And so sometimes you just got to know when to look who's your audience. <laughs> You know, shut the fuck up.
1: I I think that that's a, that's a good uh, analogy. I love too when I, when I read about kind of who you two are together, it's like Howard Stern and Oprah had a baby. (laughs) I love that association because there's a lot of, of Howard Stern has this crassness that's like, Hey, take it or leave it. This is me. And Oprah has this, like this involvement and wanting to heal and help and, and, um, staying, I think the authenticity of like, of being a human. Human on Earth, no matter what your experiences are, and I think you two do embody that with your work. And let's talk about this quote because it's here and it's a it's a badass one. Oh, thank you. mm -hmm. So, whether you like threesomes on the weekend or smoking weed, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not negatively affecting your child and your spirit. That's a boss statement right there. <laughs> Who came up with that one? Because that's like, fuck yeah. That's like, n- n- we should all live by that as a
2: mantra. Is that like a famous quote?
0: It's from you. Oh, oh, Did you. we say that? Wait, did we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm like, you oh my God. Literally, I guy. It's not that.
2: It's in your- Literally, when it's she said
3: that, I was like, literally, when she said that, I was like, wow, that's so smart. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, was like, oh I was like, did I did we say that? Texas to oh, me wow. when you're smoking a lot of weed? You forgot you wrote that. Yeah, yeah,
0: wait, yeah. where was that at? Um, I'm
3: pretty sure it's in your bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder that big brand passed on us. Um, <laughs> even with me and like the weed thing, like I, it's it's a journey of like and me. Understanding who I am and knowing that, like who I am, and showing up for my child, especially if I'm, you know, happy, is always going to positively affect her. And so that's what I realized: like weed is positively affecting my child in this in the, in my, in my situation. I realize that weed is not for everyone; that not everyone should be smoking weed. Not every parent should be smoking weed. I don't advocate for every parent on earth to be smoking weed. Know your limits. Know what's right for you. Um, but for me personally, it's great. I think. The idea of the threesome and coming back home. You know, after I met the couple that kind of <clears throat> changed my life and perspective on relationships, um, I remember I had my housekeeper, my nanny, come over to watch my daughter because I was going on this date and I knew I was going to have a threesome with them. I was like, this is the plan. They, they have kids too. And so it was like we had scheduled a date. And my 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 nanny came over and she... You know, watch my daughter. She looked saw I was going out. She's like, "Oh, mamita, donde vas?" And I'm like, "I'm going, I'm going on a date." And she's like, "Oh, she was like so happy because she's like always wanting me to like get married and shit and have more kids." Like, little did she know, like what I was gonna go fucking do. But I remember going and then like you know having my experience, had a great time, and then coming back and having like you know fix myself up and go in the car and like get get to my house, letting her leave, you know, and then playing with my daughter and. I remember laying in bed, putting her to sleep. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like I just had a threesome like three hours ago, a free threesome date. And now I'm putting my kid to sleep and she's perfectly fucking happy. She's so happy I'm here. We're reading a book and I'm going to kiss her goodnight and I'm going to go to sleep. And this is, this is the life I want to live. Like, I can't believe this. Like I, I just felt so empowered in that moment. And I felt like, wow, if only so many women knew that like, this is, the, you're not a bad mom because you enjoy sex. Like you're not a bad mom because you enjoy weird sex or whatever the fuck you're into. You're not a bad mom. If you smoke weed and you still show up for your kids, you know, it's just that idea of like all these taboo things making you bad. I mean, that's essentially why we named the, the podcast. Good moms, bad choices is because the bad choices aren't bad. You, of course we've made some bad choices, right? We all have, but hopefully we're learning from those choices and becoming better people for, from, because of those choices. Like the bad is, I just feel like bad gets such like a, a negative connotation when really you can't be good without bad.
2: Uh, and, and really who, who's to say what's good and what's bad. You know, we learned from someone or something the world taught us, you know, that maybe you're going to have a threesome, three o'clock Was a a bad idea or a bad thing as a parent or as a mom. But who's to say that? You make the rules. You dictate what's good or what's bad. And if your child is not affected and anyone around you is not affected and you're feeling great about it and it's bringing you pleasure, then why the fuck not? It's just about really reprogramming ourselves as women and as moms to, um, to choose what's actually good and what's bad for us.
0: Yeah, well, I think there's something really powerful also about sh- modeling, and I'm not a parent of human children. Okay, <laughs> I'm a parent of a crazy fur child, so I can't say that I know this firsthand. But I personally believe that when you show your children that choosing yourself—not necessarily over them—like I'm abandoning you or anything—I'm not speaking to that—but that you're choosing, you know, your pleasure, your health, your joy, uh, your your own nourishment. You're showing them that they can do that for themselves too. Whereas if you model, all I do is choose other people that other than myself, you might be modeling that for them. They might do the same thing. So there's something really powerful in that. And also, by choosing yourself and filling up your own cup, I would imagine, like you're saying, it carries over into showing up for your kids. Coming back from that threesome, I'm all like, wow, well, I feel great. How are you doing? Or like, you know, we went to a retreat recently, and I got to go home after the retreat and snuggle my dog after. And oh my God, the snugs were the best, because I was all juice. I was like, not like a sexy retreat either. It was like a self-help retreat. And I was like, petting my dog with more intention and care and giving them more kisses than ever. And, you know, again, different because we're crazy dog parents over here. But I think that that's really valuable and um, and hard for people to realize. And we do live in a society. I think it still is really very much like, especially for moms, take care of everyone else before yourself. It's so much it's self-sacrifice. It's yeah. so,
3: motherhood is all about this self-sacrifice. That's like this narrative that they've painted. And if you don't, you're a bad mom. Like, like it's just, it's crazy. It's so crazy, like the, the the level of sacrifice that we're supposed to to make without without a thought for ourselves, you know. So I think that's kind of, <clears throat> and and I still work through that too, you know. Like I'm not, I am not in any way like a perfect example of of, of a mother or or I'm right now. I'm entering a stage, a new stage in parenthood, and I feel so like ill-equipped like because i've never been here before you know so like it's just constant like evolution and figuring figuring this shit out and i think that's why you know our tribe at good moms is so you know amazing and beautiful is because like we not we don't claim to be these perfect people we're we're very imperfect and so is every everybody else
1: yeah. Perfectly imperfect is, I think, a, a tagline that we use often. I don't want to be Brene Brown. perfect. Yeah. Brene Brown. And I don't I, I I I pride myself on being different and thinking outside of the box. And I think you both do as well. And I know. So you all have uh, obviously your podcast. Uh, we talked about some other things, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say. So I you're, say you're allowed it to say it. Talk about it okay good you have a book coming out that you've been working on as well as uh, I know you have a retreat Uh, I think it's in Costa Rica will you tell people how they can obviously listen to your podcast they are part of our network everybody we're so happy that they're with us too yeah Yeah. and uh yeah how they can find you listen to your podcast and join your retreat all of those things please
3: yes so we do have a book that's coming out next year um I don't know if we can say the name of it, but it's coming out. <laughs> um, shout out to our publisher at Harper, HarperCollins, Anna. Um, and then we have a retreat in Costa Rica. We, we are bringing 50 women to the jungle um, for two different sessions. So 25 women the first week, 25 women the next week. Um, it's going to be January 31st through the 5th and then I'm sorry, January 31st through February 5th, and then February 6th through the 11th. And it's gonna be pretty fucking beautiful. Our retreat is all about wellness and wildness and marrying the two. So, yes, we're gonna like get spiritual and shit, but we're also gonna like fucking have a good time because we didn't travel all the way to the jungle to not have a fucking good time. (laughs) Not get a little wild. Yeah, so you can check that out on our website. That's goodmomsbadchoices.com. Just click the retreat tab and um, you can get all that information. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms. We also have Patreon where we post a lot of bonus content. Um, We have a segment on there called the roll up where we roll up our favorite weed and talk our shit. Um, Sex Positions 101 where we reenact our favorite sex positions. Um, And you guys can submit your favorite sex positions. I'd love to hear. I would love to know your guys' favorite sex positions.
1: The Assassin. What's that? <laughs> huh? It's. I always say this because I think it's fucking it's hilarious. It's like saying it, but it's I know like the you're, you're laying on a bed, straight, and someone's eating your ass from behind. The assassin. Isn't it just funny? Because just like you're shooting a gun, almost, but you're not shooting anything. You're just eating someone's ass. I wouldn't uh, be the ass eater. Uh, I'd be the ass Can your ass e- eaten, eaten eat, being eaten. That's the just li- what the I like licky? to say. Yeah,
2: the yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the little oh. what's, your, what's your favorite weed? I want to hear that. Oh. strand of weed I like a. I like Blue Dream generally it's like a, a mild sativa but I've been really on my uh, hybrids lately and whatever my dad gives me <laughs> nice thanks dad thanks dad um, I love Jack Herrera I also love Blue Dream too I'm also
3: lately like really into gelato it's pretty hot on the streets in, Cal- in California
1: <laughs> yeah it is I hear all the rappers singing about gelato really <laughs> oh yeah
3: yeah. Uh I, I mean, was a rapper in my past life so You were? Yeah.
1: Oh in your past. I
3: would like to hear some if you ever have some some gelato raps. No, I do have I we did an episode called Dear Diary where I read my poems in my in my diary and they're basically raps. So, um if you ever want to hear them, we'll go listen to you those. You could have
1: gold right there. You could be a ghost writing for for a rapper at this point. Maybe they're good. I will have to listen to that. I saw that episode. So well, you two are just so much fun and you're also as I said throughout this podcast so empowering to not only mothers but I think women in general and thank you for, for sharing your your gifts uh, with the world such smart beautiful women. I will pick up your book as soon as that comes out. No pressure to get that one through six chapter done, okay? Now obviously. Just- uh,
3: <laughs>
1: <the fuck> <laughs> yeah. Bye well, bye. Well, I- yeah. Well, We'll have to visit you two again soon, hopefully, if we're in L.A. And thank you to all of our Shameless Sex listeners. I can't go and end an a Shameless Sex episode without talking about wine. We're not drinking it right now, which I'm really bummed about. We're on a little detox, Amy and I both together, but wow. it will be over. After next week, I'll be back on the wine. Woo. And go check out our favorite, which is Margins Wine. Just go to marginswine.com. It's a boutique. It's very, it's kind of boutique, like, strains of weed. Like, it doesn't have any weed in it, but it's very <sighs> small batch and uh every bottle is is different and they she takes uh underrepresented varietals of grapes from different regions in california and makes beautiful wine so very low sulfites and it's gorgeous just go to margins it's only three releases a year and the fall release is out now so you could get a bottle and if you want to use a code we will give it to you it's also on our website if you don't remember but shameless sex 10 gives you 10 percent off three or more bottles shameless sex 15 gives you 15 percent off six or more bottles go check it out Oh, that was a mouthful Good job
2: Nailed it In a good way I gotta try that right, y- right now Yeah, yeah. Try it Yo, We'll bring, bring
1: some it, down, bring when we down When we come down, come down to out. LA we'll Please say Please hi come to hang stuff. out
2: with us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We would love
1: to And uh, to all of our Shameless Sex listeners Thank you for being part Of the Shameless Sex Revolution We'll see you next Tuesday Ciao for now Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our
0: favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.